Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Jamal Bowman wants you to know that he really didn't mean to pull that fire alarm to try and prevent a vote on a continuing resolution. So much so that the congressman sent out talking points to other Democrats to help them deal with the controversy by telling them to remind Republicans to deal with the Nazis in their party. Then he apologized for calling Republicans Nazis. That should not have come from my office. But it did. And you pulled a fire alarm. And you did it on purpose. Now, if you ask the ladies of The View... They'll say, oh, it wasn't on purpose. And uh, check out how uh, Alyssa Farrah Griffin describes the thing. Okay, so Democratic House member uh, allegedly pulled a fire alarm. Um, He claims that... He didn't allegedly pull a fire alarm. He pulled the fire alarm. You're not a conservative. You're a freak. Alyssa, he pulled the fire alarm. He did what he did, what he did, and he admitted it. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. And then the ladies of The View just get precious. I pulled the fire alarm and ran out. We just can't do well, that. Well, what's, what's absolutely ridiculous, wait, wait, though, wait. is that there's MAGA Republicans that are somehow equating this guy doing this infantile stunt with January 6th. To my knowledge, nobody died because this guy pulled that stunt. And, and, to my and, knowledge, nobody was bleeding. Nobody was attacked because of this stunt. And, and I, I don't want to call it a stunt yet. There's going to be an investigation. <laughs> I know Jamal. And so, again, I'm a little biased. But the doors that are normally open so that he could get to the chambers to read were somehow miraculously closed. How did that happen? They're not normally open, as has been reported in multiple places. But I don't expect uh, these, these women to speak truthfully. I expect them to speak in attacking tones. He didn't know how to open a door when the instructions were there, so he pulled a fire alarm. He panicked. And you all think that this is rational. You know what? Trump panicked, so he took the classified documents with him. Better now? Is this, is this the way we're playing our game? Trump panicked, so he called the Secretary of State in Georgia and said, find me some more votes. That's all. That's all. That's all. See? See, we're done now. He broke the law. It is criminal to pull the fire alarm, and he did it to stop a vote. I believe he did it because he wanted the country to shut down so it would be a good political win for the progressives against Republicans. I don't believe Jamal Bowman cares about veteran uh, or military families and how they get paid. Not in the slightest. Not at all. And I don't think you believe that he believes it either. That's just one of the stories. There's a fascinating story about Macy's. In this economy, they're going to open up 30 stores. But they're not looking at malls, they're looking at strip malls. 
That's fascinating. Going to break that down. But what's going to happen with the Speaker of the House as as uh, uh, Congressman Matt Gates has filed the motion to vacate? Congressman Jim Banks scheduled to be with us coming up to discuss what the next steps are. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. motion to vacate has taken place. Congressman Matt Gates of Florida moving forward. It will be two days, I believe, before the vote. The question is, is this the plan that works? Tony Katz, good to be with you. Congressman Jim Banks joins me right now from the Indiana 3rd District. That's the Fort Wayne area. He is also candidate for Senate, endorsed by the Republican Party here in the state of Indiana. This is what Matt Gates has had to say about Kevin McCarthy. Listen. Kevin McCarthy's true coalition partner on all things of substance has been the Democrats this Congress. He worked with Democrats on the debt limit bill, and only Democrats are really campaigning on that bill. Republicans aren't campaigning on the debt limit bill. That was a Democrat bill passed with mostly Democrat votes. He reminded everybody that in order to get the continuing resolution done, he needed the Democrats uh, to go with him on that. Uh, The push to vacate. What is your take on what's about to happen? Hey, Tony, I, I, I oppose the motion to vacate. I, I'm not sure what that solves other than disrupting the process even further. I, I'm frustrated, too. Uh, the continuing resolution that passed on Saturday continues the Biden-Pelosi-Schumer-level spendings that has us at a point that it's $2 trillion deficits every year at $32 trillion national debt. Uh, that will that's on a path to forty trillion dollars very shortly. So I, I voted. I joined about a hundred less than hundred Republicans and voted against it. But the reality here is, and that, that we have to recognize. I mean, the the reality is that we have a five seat Republican majority in the House. The Senate is controlled by Democrats. The President is a Democrat. So there there's only so much that we can do here. And, and Speaker McCarthy. Uh, The defense bill was a partisan bill. Uh, All of these individual appropriations bills that we're working through have been partisan. Uh, By the way, the first time in 30 years that we've had this this uh, ongoing appropriations package packages come to the floor with open amendments that we're working through. So I'm I'm frustrated, too. I really like Matt Gates. We work closely together. He's an anti-woke warrior, but I'm not sure what the motion to vacate solves other than uh, just disrupt the process even further and prevent us from moving forward in all these uh, appropriation bills and getting on a pathway to cutting spending and and uh, uh, heading into the election year next year, convincing the, the country that Republicans deserve to grow the majority. And win well, the majority let's assume the that I don't know how to get into 
Let's assume I do not know how to get into the head of Representative uh, Matt Gates, But an argument is you had this continuing resolution as opposed to holding the line. You were too afraid to let government shut down. And for that, you clearly aren't the leader that Republicans need. Or as Matt Gates has stated, you're not the leader that you said you would be. How do you respond to that argument, which is the argument of Americans across the country? Yeah, I, I voted against it. I, I voted against the CR uh, for those reasons. It continues the spending levels from before. But it's a 45-day CR. We're working through the individual 12 individual appropriations packages, first time in 30 years. So that, that's my that's my response to my, my colleague, uh, Matt Gates. But uh, we're going to go through this process of 48 hours. There will be a vote on the floor whether or not to vacate the speaker and change the speaker. The other thing that Matt Gates and, and some of these other guys are completely missing is that what, what, what are you going to do? You're going to replace Speaker McCarthy with a new speaker that is more moderate, more left-leaning than McCarthy is. I mean, the one guy they're propping up um, voted for a bunch of transgender bills. He was uh, who is he, that? He's for amnesty. Tom Emmer. He uh, this is the guy that Andy Andy Biggs. Some of these guys are, are propping up. He's hostile to Donald Trump, who's going to be a Republican nominee. So how are we better off with a speaker that, uh, that has voted traditionally voted that way than a speaker who said no bills are going to come to the floor that provide amnesty, who is working our way through fiscally conservative and fiscally responsible uh, individual appropriations bills that are cutting spending by 30 um, percent, anti-woke defense bill that we're fighting for that we passed out of the House. So I'm frustrated, too, Tony, but the reality is. Five, five, five seat Republican majority. One guy quit, so now you're down to four. You got a bunch of old people that, from any given day, might or might not uh, show up in the Republican majority. So the majority is hanging in the balance. It's not big enough to do everything that we want to do. But let's let's go out and fight for uh, 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 border security. I mean, that that's my top priority. That's why I voted against the CR because it doesn't secure the border. Place more of an emphasis on our domestic. Issues like inflation and the drug, drug uh, solving the drug epidemic and and uh, the interest rates in our own country rather than sending 150 billion dollars to Ukraine. Th- those are the fights that I'm engaged in. I'm not sure that vacating and replacing the speaker with someone else who might or might might or might not be better, might be worse, um, is going to solve anything at all. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana Third uh, District, candidate for Senate. In the state of Indiana, uh, Tom Emmer, who is in a Republican leadership, that's who's being backed by by people like Biggs and, and others. That's the first I, I've heard of that. But I want to go back to uh, Emmer as a representative out of Minnesota. I want to go back to these 12 appropriations bills. This was the deal that Speaker McCarthy set up with President Biden. These 12 appropriations bills, if they don't pass, there is a 1% cut. The penny plan goes into effect, 1% cut across the board, including military spending if there can't be agreement on a continuing resolution so much so that mccarthy needs to put forth a straight resolution that gets democrat votes what makes anybody believe that all 12 of these appropriations bills which will deal with ukraine and will deal with border funding what makes us believe that these will get passed by the house well so far we passed i think three of them uh, we've, uh, uh, we're in session this week and next week working through the rest of them. And they've all been, they've all been strong. I mean, strong, uh, cuts across the board, um, uh, defunding the woke programs of the Biden administration. So 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the, uh, securing the border, money for border security. I mean, I'm, I'm pleased with the way this process is going and the, op- the openness of it, that all members can go down and offer amendments on the floor and have their voice heard from their district. The whole time I've been in Congress has never happened. It hasn't happened in 30 years. So that that's the good part. But at the end of the day, we pass them out of the House, and that gives us leverage in the negotiations with the Senate. That's the that's the big picture here. I mean, the the, the Senate is Democrat, the President is Democrat, so we we've got to have leverage where the Speaker can stare down Chuck Schumer, the leader of the Senate, and say this is where the House stands on 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 this part of the of, of federal spending that we we're not going to go along with with this or that. So we got we got to we got to have leverage. We got to unify. Democrats are unified. Republicans are are split on these issues and we got to bring some unity to the fight or we're not going to get anywhere this of course is the question i'm glad you brought it up the unity uh, question when i have discussed replacing speaker mccarthy i've asked the question with whom will he be replaced Uh, even if i were to agree that speaker mccarthy didn't handle certain things properly and wasn't engaged in enough strength earlier on in the process There doesn't seem to be anybody that would really get the Republican Party uh, in in Congress to rally around them. Uh, This much Uh, I believe to be true. But when we hear the conversations of this party is fractured, this party is broken, look at the chaos. I don't allow Democrats to define anything. I'd like for you to define it. How do you see the Republican Party in Congress right now? And what are the one, two, three things that could happen that could get everybody into a feeling of, okay, we're on the same page here? Yeah, I think this is such an important point. I mean, again, who if you're going to replace him, who are you going to replace him with? I mean, because the, Dem- the Democrats want to replace McCarthy with someone who's a squishy moderate in the middle who's going to work with Democrats every day. So. And there are, are, are names out there of, of the Problem Solvers Caucus or these guys in the in the moderate middle, maybe even a Democrat, a consensus speaker in the middle that, that uh, it just completely betrays the point of having a Republican majority. I mean, a Republican majority, we're focused on securing the border, making America energy independent again and, and doing away with the the policies of the, the Green New Deal and the, that's killing off uh, – uh, energy jobs in America and making America dependent on uh, foreign countries for energy, M- making sure that we're putting uh, our interests at home over the interest of Ukraine and other countries abroad. So that, that, that's what the Republican majority stands for. If you, if you replace McCarthy and, and put a Democrat speaker in or someone who every day is going to work with, uh, uh, work with uh, uh, let Dem- Democrats control the agenda on the floor, then, then we're going to continue to head down the disastrous path of Biden up economics and Biden is the Republican Party even further is the Republican Party in the House in chaos yes or no no I I I think this is uh this is a bump in the road but uh, chaos is going too far I mean we we have an agenda we have a purpose we have a majority we have to go out and fight for this country because our country is depending on it Uh, that's what I'm there to do that's why I'm that's why I'm in the House and I'm not quitting I'm I'm getting up every day I'm, I'm fighting for uh, for our, our, our pro-America agenda, our America first agenda. That, that's what my voters sent me there to do. And that's what I'm doing. Before I, I let you go, sir, there's been a lot of conversation about Congressman Jamal Bowman and pulling of the fire alarm. Is this somebody who should be expelled? Should there be censure? What should be the response? What are your thoughts? Well, it should certainly be an investigation. I mean, I'm, obviously this guy, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar. I used to have an office in the, in the Canon office, but I'm very familiar with the doors. That he was trying to get out of, and 
and members of Congress are in these buildings after hours all the time when when different uh, doors are shut. So the the video is out there. Release the video. Let let the let the Capitol Police investigate uh, what happened further. It seems to me that he he likely. Uh, pulled the alarm to delay the vote or to disrupt the vote that happened on Saturday. Uh, that that seems very that seems very obvious. He's also very erratic. I serve on a committee with him, and he's he's often um, very gets very angry very easily, gets very erratic. So I, I don't know why he did what he did, but it, it should certainly be investigated. He should be held accountable for it. I mean, that he just if he disrupted uh, formal proceedings of the House, then. That's exactly what they arrested uh, thousands of people on January 6th for, and he should be he, he should be handled and dealt with the same way. As Do that. you favor expulsion? I'd like to know. I'd like to know more before we go down that path. But uh, I certainly think uh, there should be a, a, a very strict uh, penalty applied to what he did. Congressman Jim Banks, Indiana Third District candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana. Always appreciate you taking the time to be with us. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz. That's me. Hey, what's up? 93 WIBC. Good morning. The Dow futures are down 132. The NASDAQ futures are down 91. The U.S. Treasury hit 4.74 today. Ah. Right now, 4.734. This is the highest it's been in 16 years. Okay. Very good. Very, very good. I'm starting to think Jamie Dimon was right. I'm starting to think that the head of uh, of uh, J.P. Morgan, thinking that the 10-year Treasury, the benchmark, is going to hit 7% might be accurate. We're going to see mortgage rates at 10%. Good Lord. What a what a day. What a there's there's madness going on on social media. I won't I won't even discuss it with you. It's too, it's too maybe I'll do it. It's too crazy for words how people react and respond to things. There are times where people come back to me with like like excellent points. And even if I disagree with them, they're at least engaged. And there are people who come across too harsh and you kind of kind of talk it through to get an understanding of, of how they talk and, and, and where they're at. And then there are people who are ridiculous. I'm right now getting yelled at on Twitter for commenting on reporting. Oh, so you trust the reporting now? How do you know what got said? Were you there? Well, no, but here's the reporting of what got said. Oh, you trust that? Now we don't trust the reporting? Now you say to me, Tony, we never trust the reporting. I'm talking about the reporting of a debate that took place in Carmel between the Republican nominee, Sue Finkham, and the Democrat nominee, Miles Nelson. The reporting comes from the newspaper that held the debate and moderated it and is further uh, backed up by comments on Twitter from the Democrat candidate, Miles Nelson, in his own words. And somehow that, that's not enough to comment on. People are insane. Oh, they're crazy. Crazy as can be. This is all part of the idea of the anger. 
the amount of anger everybody has. And, and I get it. If I would just be an angrier dude, if I would be more like gnashing of teeth, who knows? Maybe my career would be tenfold. Who wants to live like that? Who wants this in their life? Who wants to be this angry? And the answer is not me. I have no interest in that level of complete insanity. Thank you. And yes, as as I've discussed with this idea of ousting Speaker McCarthy, I'm I'm not there. I am not there because who are you going to replace him with and how do things get better? I do not disagree with the idea of holding strong on spending. And I would not have been bothered with a shutdown. I would not have been bothered with it. But I would have argued that the other continuing resolutions would have been better than this continuing resolution, even though I don't like continuing resolutions. And I would have also argued that you could have put it on the Senate to shut down the government politically. But if you're going to say no to everything, as opposed to working your way towards something, I don't think that that's a value. There are places where absolutely I'm the intransigent one, right? I'm holding the line. Um, No question, I'm that guy. But in this world that we have, not even a political world, in, in, in our system, you're about gaining bit by bit and piece by piece. People reject the incrementalism, and I think that's a problem. But I am even more so moved to the idea of who you're going to replace him with. And by the way, I noticed the comments that Jim Banks had about uh, Congressman Tom Emmer. There's a little bit of background that you should remember. Congressman Jim Banks was up for a leadership spot. And the leadership instead voted for Tom Emmer. I got to assume that there's bad blood, but that would be totally an assumption on my part. But the idea of Emmer as speaker, yeah, that'd be a non-starter for me too. I'd rather keep McCarthy. Who are they going to get to replace McCarthy? I don't believe Matt Gates has an answer for that. I'm wondering when this all falls on Matt Gates's head. Heck, there's already a, a desire to, to expel him. I mean, there, there is, based on some ethics issues. We'll see what comes back from the Ethics Committee. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. So what will they do about the motion of vacate? I don't know. I will discuss it more in depth on Tony Katz today. Uh, Senator Mike Braun is scheduled uh, to join me. We will discuss this and this really this idea of Republican chaos. You hear the left talking about it. I'm I'm not there for it when it comes from the left. But rather, you know, I'll ask the question about what is it that Republicans do want when I hear this from Hakeem Jeffries, the leader of the Democrats. I don't pay any attention at all or in or in any way and 
I don't think you should either. Well, that remains to be seen. We do know that the House of Representatives has largely been turned over to the most extreme elements uh, of the House Republican Conference, and that's not good for the American people. We'll have to see how that plays out in the context of this possible motion to vacate that may be, be before us either later on today or tomorrow. We do know that as Democrats, look, we came to Congress to fight to make life better for everyday Americans build a healthy economy, put people over politics. But the Republicans have been fighting each other from the very beginning. We are in the midst of a Republican civil war. I don't pay any attention to Hakeem Jeffries and certainly no policies he's put forth make the lives of Americans better. Uh, That said, can I say for the record I'm fine with a civil war? Not bothered by it. If Republicans are involved in a civil war, I'll use his words. Do I do I care? Doesn't make a difference to me. Doesn't move me. Let them fight it out. Fight it out publicly. Compared to the Democrats, which fall in line like good little soldiers, never once getting to question the iron rule of Speaker Pelosi, and it was an iron rule, it was ugly. No one got to put amendments. No one got to really engage. It didn't work the way it was supposed to. The country is messy. Let them fight. But while they're fighting, could they spend less? That's all I ask. Could we reduce this debt? At some moment, can we reduce this debt? Yeah, I, I don't I don't worry about what, what others view as chaos. I don't care what Hakeem Jeffries says about anything. He's got a party of people who condone uh, anti-Semitism of Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, who hang out with with, uh, Louis Farrakhan, who pull uh, fire alarms to stop votes. You've got a governor who just appointed someone to be senator from California who doesn't live in California. You got your own issues. But once we break it down, I just want to get into policy and what really works best for a society. You want to burn people to the ground. I want to talk about what's best. It's a difference. But I don't let I don't let the political left tell me what is and isn't chaotic on the political right. They just they don't get to talk about that. Uh, a couple of things. So uh, tomorrow night is a night with WIBC. Presented by Relay Indiana, my segment brought to you by Premier Arms. Looking forward to that. Um, Compared to years past, I think I'm a little more subdued this time. I'm just in a subdued mood. But I I, I hope you will uh, enjoy it. Uh, It's going to be good. Uh, There's going to be a lot of Matt Baer tonight with WIBC. And I mean a lot of Matt Baer, B-A-R-E. I've said too much. He will be there. Thursday night. I will be giving the keynote at the Bartholomew County Reagan Roundup Fall Dinner. There's dinner, there's drinks, there's actually a VIP with a bourbon tasting that's going to happen before I speak, which is a real smart idea. And I, I don't know if that, I think as of yesterday, I think that's almost sold out. Or I don't know, maybe they opened it up some more, because I thought they opened up some more tickets just for the, for the dinner. 
So uh, go and, and check that out. Join me, Bartholomew County GOP, BartholomewCounty.GOP. Come uh, to the dinner. Stay for the frivolity. It's going to be really, really good. Looking forward to that, BartholomewCounty.GOP. It's a great way to spend a Thursday night. It's going to, I might smoke right in the place. You don't even know. By the way, have we got an answer to the question of whether or not I can smoke cigars? There at the Historical Society for a night with WIBC. Are there any rules? I also learned that, can you find out, Jonathan? I also learned that, you know, we often do this big Q&A thing on a night with WIBC. Tony Kinnett is going to be running the roundtable. I, uh, I I will actually be answering questions. T- the, uh, the, the second TK. Tony, I, I'm first. Tony Kinnett is second. Tony Kinnett is third. I don't know how that happens. Uh, he will be uh, moderating uh, that. It's going to be a good time. Presented by Relay Indiana. Always appreciate them. Uh, so uh, I'll see you tomorrow night for sure. And I'll catch you at noon for more on the possibility of a new speaker.